welcome back to Easy Bake Takes, the podcast, the podcast where we read the one-star reviews of your favorite movies and more. I'm Kat. And I'm Riley. And this week, we're doing, this week and next week, we're doing Brendan Fraser movies. Which one did you pick? I picked The Mummy. Classic. Classic childhood classic for me, too. Mm -hmm. I loved this movie growing up. Uh, The Mummy and The Mummy Returns. Those were two movies I watched consistently. We love Brendan Fraser. We're team Brendan Fraser on this podcast. If you are not, mm-hmm. get out. Get out. Literally. I don't want you here. I don't want you here. <laughs> Do you want to get into the background information before we, I we go d- off into our feelings? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This movie was made in 1999. It is PG-13, which is like... At that time, PG-13 was a little edgier. It was a little edgier because this movie was like... It had some things in it. That, mm-hmm. Like, as a child, I was freaked out about yeah this movie scared me as a kid yeah the Beatles. i'll get into the Beatles later but it's two hours and four minutes which doesn't feel like it it feels like a great just like i mean like action movies kind of run around that time it's 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 fine it's a great run time it's not long at all it doesn't feel like that the description of this movie if you haven't seen it dashing rick o'connell sums upon the hidden ruins of ham on aptra yes while in the midst of a battle to claim the area in 1920s Egypt, it has been over 3,000 years since the former high priest, Imhotep, suffered a fate worse than death as a punishment for a forbidden love, along with a curse that guarantees eternal doom upon the world if he is ever awoken. In murder plot, it wasn't just because he was in love with somebody. He fucking killed the pharaoh. Or yeah. tried to. <laughs> I, it's like one of those things where like, I don't know if I should, just by reading, I was like, this is trying to convince me, like, I should feel for the mummy. Tried to kill the pharaoh. I don't know what the pharaoh was about, but. The only feelings I have in this movie are for Brendan Fraser. Yes. Uh, the director was Stephen Summers. Writing credits are for Stephen Summers, Lloyd Vaughnville, Kevin Jar for Screen Story. Cast, of course, the great Brendan Fraser, mm-hmm. Rachel Weiss, she plays Evelyn, John Hanna, he plays the brother, Jonathan, Arnold Vosloo plays Imhotep, and then Kevin J. O'Connor plays Benny, that little creepy guy. Jonathan Hyde, he plays Dr. Allen. I think he's only, I don't think he's in it for very long, but I wanted to include him because he always plays the obnoxious English like professor kind of guy mm-hmm. he's really good at that yeah he is <laughs> is that trope <laughs> so i do have trivia and it's pretty intense the first one okay brendan fraser like he nearly died during that scene where his character is hanged rachel actually said um he stopped breathing and had to be resi- re uh, resuscitated ses- yeah resuscitated so this man almost sacrificed his life for this movie mm-hmm. and i'm just gonna say i love that yes Good for him. I love it. I'm not good for him that he nearly died, but like that's his dedication as an actor. Like he did so much stunt work. That's why like his career like kind of stopped. He was in and out of the hospital for like almost like seven to ten years. He went through so much medical surgeries mm-hmm. and it, it was intense. That man like he even had to um have surgery on his vocal cords. Yeah, I bet. Because his his voice does sound a little bit different now in interviews I've seen him in. Um, it's unfortunate that he had to step away from acting for the reasons that he did, especially. Um, mm-hmm. But we don't have to get into that because it's if you want to know why Brendan Fraser had to step away from the acting field, you can look that up. The Internet will have many answers for you. You do uh, direct quotes, too, of what of what happened. Yeah, but we, we're not going to get into that on here. Go on with your trivia. There's a scene with Benny, the actor. He's shown with a sack full of gold, which he's trying to load onto a camel. Benny pulls the camel by the reins. 
but the camel doesn't budge. <laughs> and for some reason, they don't know why, all the camels on set hated Kevin J. O'Connor. Like, they hated him. And that's like a weird thing about animals. I'm not saying Kevin is a bad person. I'm not saying that at all. But it's weird when animals don't like one person. Definitely a red flag. Like, there's one thing where animals like don't like people. That's one thing. But when one person pisses them off i don't know no it's a red flag to me a little bit uh another fun one the library disaster where like all the shelves like domino effect mm-hmm. like they had to do that in one take and if they messed up they had it would take a whole day to um reset it yeah reset it and to reshoot so it was like one of those things where like which i think is so much pressure on actors like i hate those i hate hearing that i'm like oh god so those are my fun facts so far what did you think about this movie so since you just mentioned the bookshelf thing this is more of like an issue i have with the writing not with the the scene itself or how it was shot or anything Mm -hmm. she could have just grabbed on to the shelf when she was like falling on the ladder you know like she could have just put a hand up there but she was like just holding herself up in the middle very impressively but like she had the ladder leaning on it so she was putting pressure on it before but like i don't know that just didn't make any fucking sense to me it didn't make sense it made comic sense though. it was yes it was it <laughs> obviously it was supposed to be like a comical moment but logically i'm like she could have just fucking there was an easy solution but she chose not to they took the long way she took the long way out that's fine the other thing i wrote is i understand like i understood kind of as a kid but as an adult woman now i understand why my mom was obsessed with brendan fraser i kept getting distracted by him in this movie and we love him not just because he was hot but he's also a good person he's just a good person we i've never heard a bad thing about him i he was part of my childhood and all the movies i watched and he's very wholesome now with like people revive helping to revive his career and seeing that people are out there supporting him um but the other thing i had was why were the egyptians in the beginning so fucking white oh yeah the yeah this movie is not historically accurate even not even a little and i don't want to i'm sure it comes up in reviews somewhere but like i don't want to get too much into how much like stereotyping and cultural inaccuracy there is in this movie Mm -hmm. because it was made in 1999 and i'm not surprised that it was like that it was there and i'm just gonna say that that it was like why were the egyptians so fucking white there was literally a critic review saying like oh it's just gibberish and they call it egyptian <laughs> like egyptian language it's just gibberish that's what it is they didn't even like they didn't even care to like actually put in the actual language <laughs> so literally the i had some i had two like things from the beginning where i was like another logical thing where i was like why didn't you so at the beginning he had a shotgun that he had to constantly be reloading he had two handguns that whole time <laughs> and he was just sitting there people on horses coming at him in close range and just sitting there still using the shotgun and then he was like ah fuck it and then they used the sh- the handguns <laughs> it's like why weren't you using the handguns before like, the shotgun should be the last resort. Yeah. But anyway, and then the dudes on the horses, they had guns by the time they caught up with him, but they were using their swords. I hate that. So they literally had guns, but decided to bring out the swords because that in some ways more effective. You know what? <laughs> it's one of those things where, like, you just have to appreciate the movie for what it is. Yes, it is. That's something I wrote down, too. It's like 1999 corny action movie. Mm-hmm. But it's nostalgic and lovable. But that's all I had written down right now. I got very distracted by Brendan Fraser throughout this whole movie. Not in a way where I'm like objectifying him or anything. Mm. Just like he's just very distractingly handsome. He is, and like I'm that. What What do you have? What do you think of it? I watched it since I was a kid. This is a very nostalgic movie for me. Me too. I understand its flaws. Yes, very much so. I love the brother. I feel like if I have a character in this movie, I'd be the brother. 
Oh yeah, like at the end when they're like, "Oh, we didn't, we aren't leaving fully empty-handed," and he's like, "Ugh." <laughs> <laughs> He's he's the idiot that tags along mm-hmm. and kind of helps, but doesn't. Yeah, the comic relief character. Exactly. And I feel like if I was in an action movie, I'd be kind of like that. I'm going to help at some point. There's a reason you're there. <laughs> One specific instance that'll come up and you you will come in handy. <laughs> But everything else, you're just like cracking jokes in the back. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to think of that one thing everyone forgot and be the surprise person that remembered it. <laughs> you pop up with the thing everyone was looking for. Yeah, exactly. The thing <laughs> they thought they all lost. Mm-hmm. I have it in my pocket because <laughs> I thought it was shiny and pretty. <laughs> oh, we needed this? <laughs> What's this in my pocket? I don't know what this is. Anyone tell me what this is? It's the thing that saves the day. The holy grail. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the bugs, the beetles in this movie. I want to talk about that for a second. My fear of bugs came from this movie. It's probably one of the most horrific things I've ever seen in the movie. Like to this day, like the thought, the idea of bugs getting under, literally getting underneath your skin, crawling around and eating you. That's horrific. And to have that concept in a PG-13 movie. Oh my God. No. <laughs> Don't ever watch the movie The Perfectionist. Mm. I think we've talked about that movie before. I think you, I remember you telling me about it and I- She drugs her and she thinks that like there's bugs all in her and she like cuts her hand off because she thinks that, but like they're not really there, but it's like they make it look like there are. No. I'm never going to make you watch that movie. I don't want to. I remember you telling me about that movie and I don't want to watch that movie. The creepy dude Benny from this. I call him creepy dude. I don't mean to. His character, his character is just like the little creepy slimy dude. He has probably one of the most horrific deaths I've ever like, I like I can like have a concept of in a movie. Yeah, it stressed me out looking like watching it. It's horrible. Not just like the fact that all the beetles like come and eat him. That's actually the best case scenario for what could have happened because it's kind of quick. He dies within 60 seconds. To me, that's like, okay. Getting trapped to your death. Trapped with no concept of getting out mm-hmm. in complete darkness, that is a horrible, horrible concept. I hope I never, ever have to even like think about enduring. That is horrible. He's trapped there forever. No one's coming to save him. That's why you don't go spelunking. Yes. God. Oh, we're going to watch The Descent, and I'm going to complain about that whole movie. It's just going to be a big, long rant. I love The Descent. I love The Descent. It's I'm not even kidding. It's successful at scaring the shit out of me. Yes, it's probably one of the few horror movies that actually scare the crap out of me. And so, yeah, being trapped in utter darkness with no way of getting out, with no way of getting help, you had the Beatles not been there, he would just slowly, like... Starved to death. Died of dehydration or starved, yeah. It's just one of the... Like, that's a horrible death for me. Oh, oh, something I forgot to write down. Mm -hmm. Um, Have you ever been to Universal Studios? No, no. Okay, so there's a mummy ride there. It is my favorite ride at Universal Studios. It is so fun. It's so fucking fun. If you ever go, definitely ride that one. Because it's like, this movie came out, what, 1999? That ride's still kicking. Because people love that ride. They, like, breathe fire at you at one point. Fake fire, but... Still. <laughs> they don't want anyone to lose any eyebrows or anything. Yeah, they don't want a lawsuit. <laughs> they get enough of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so moving on from Horrible Death, uh, fuck Tom... Fuck... Tom Cruise's The Mummy in 2017. I didn't see it, but Tom Cruise scares the shit out of me. And I, just, I don't entertain him. I don't entertain him. Does he do impressive stunts? Impressive stunts. Yes. Does he creep me out so much? Yes. If he was in a dark alley, he was like, Riley, come over here. I would run in the opposite direction because I know he's about to murder me. Yeah. Or kidnap you and put you in the Sea Org in, in Scientology. Yep. 
yep he <laughs> yep like that with Shelly Miscavige mm-hmm. not to like have a Tom Cruise hate session but I don't like him oh it's allowed it's allowed it's it's granted it's it's in so we are team Brendan Fraser. We are anti team Tom Cruise on the on this podcast. I'm just trying to fulfill my life goal of getting a Scientology hate website dedicated to me. Okay, mm-hmm. that's all I want. And if I have to shit on Tom Cruise to get there, I'll do it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, I'll do it for free. I don't even care. Oh, yeah. Like I will talk crap. You know what? Shit about Tom Cruise. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I I just realized like I said the f word like four or five times before this. So I'm like I don't know why I, said, I decided yeah. to censor myself with crap. Yeah, we're not really like a PG podcast. I no. I literally mark every single episode as explicit because I say fuck after every sentence. Apparently, <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. That's what this was. This that's what the that's this is what that is i love that because it sounds just like julian we got critic reviews okay keith writes that there's nothing wrong with a big noisy action movie but says that the mummy doesn't make the cut for him because it left it left him unsatisfied he claims the movie is too forced he says the movie becomes boring and even uncomfortable you know, after a while, due to the tongue-in-cheek humor and claims the chor- choreography seems too staged and looks like moves from a video game. I'm like, well, it's an action movie. And also, it's like, it's meant to be a big blockbuster film. So, like, I don't know. I don't think those are, like, bad things. Nothing I would complain about. The observations he's making, they're not wrong. But I think we're at a point where we, like, know that those are just action movie tropes. And yeah, there's action movies that do them way less. But, like, this is just generally a cheesy movie. So it's like, you're pointing it out and you're not wrong. It's just, like, the rest of us don't care that much. Yeah, so, you, like, I don't know, he just kind of picks weird things to complain about. Nothing I would complain about, but whatever. <laughs> to quote him, it's passable entertainment. It'll likely leave you wanting more. That's a bad thing? Well, that's why they made The Mummy Return. So there you go. <laughs> I don't necessarily think that that was as much of a negative comment as you think. Like, I think he's saying, like, it's passable, but you still want to watch more. Yeah. I kind of, I don't know. I can't tell if, because I don't even know if the second one was, like, announced that it was going to happen at that point. Because if it wasn't, then he's being he's being negative. But if it was, then it's kind of like, oh, well, maybe he's just like, I'm excited for another one. Even though it was passable, I still want to see more of these movies. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, you know, you're allowed your opinion. I think he, he, he might have taken it a little too seriously, but, you know, it's not his thing. Probably not. <laughs> exactly. So this next review is called The Mummy. It's by Mark. Massey. This is on the website Gone with the Twins. Mike calls out the movie for being an obvious attempt to merge Indiana Jones with monster movies and knows that the movies don't live up to what they're trying to imitate, especially with action sequences. I don't know the difference between the action sequences between Indiana Jones and this movie. I feel like it's one of those situations where people can't admit that something that's like a classic popular movie is just as cheesy as the newer ones. It's just the same. Like, yes, Indiana Jones is very famous. Yes, it's very iconic. That doesn't mean it can't be easily, (laughs) easily recreated. But if you recreate a movie like that amongst movies that like stopped doing those tropey things, it's going to come off as cheesy because they're using the tropes that movies like that made. Exactly. 
He says the movie is a basic formula that can be guessed. I mean, you're not wrong. It's just like these criticisms are so like stale. Like an actual unique criticism and not just like, oh, I did. Well, this is a ripoff of Indiana Jones and I like Indiana Jones. So I'm going to keep reading what he says. Here the characters and tropes, you know, nerd lady takes off glasses, becomes pretty lady. I'm sorry, is that not in Indiana Jones? I don't know what to tell Like, I'm sorry. Pretty is that sure that one happens in Indiana Jones. <laughs> I, don't, I couldn't tell you which one, but I'm pretty sure there are, pretty sure there's tropes in Indiana Jones that are le- way more stupid than the ones in this one. Yeah, it's kind of like the, sorry, sorry to interrupt again. No, you're fine. It's kind of like the criticisms with uh, the Hunger Games where it was like, oh, well, it's doing like blockbuster movie things and like this has been done before and other sci-fi movies and like dystopian stuff. And it's like nothing's really that fucking original. This movie mm-hmm. could have been like paying homage to Indiana Jones. Yeah. And it very like it's not hiding that. And these sound like annoying film bros, you know, that are just like, well, it was it was a to appeal to a mass audience. So, blah, blah, blah. so was Indiana Jones when it came yeah. out. Yeah. I'm sorry. Are you special for liking Indiana Jones? Because as far as I can tell, millions of people also do. It was at like a bit of a peaking point in Steven Spielberg's career. <laughs> <laughs> this is the part where I got mad. He called Brendan a buffoon. And he said, and this is what he says, I quote him, who can survive a hanging? Yeah, he fucking did. And he did it for this fucking movie. So how how dare you? Quick history lesson. Uh, sometimes when they, people would get hanged, their necks would not snap. It's not impossible. <laughs> exactly. And Brendan almost died from that scene. So how dare you say that? He almost died during that scene. Mm-hmm. So, but give him a little more respect than that. Give him a little more respect than that. Jeez. It's just there's so much nitpicking when it comes to blockbustery movies that it's like at a certain point it's been said it doesn't make you sound smart. It doesn't it just makes you sound annoying because this is a blockbuster film that's meant to just entertain, have fun with it. It's not to be taken seriously. The Massey twins have hated just about every single movie we've watched. Oh yeah, I've never found a positive review from them. So they just, I guess they just hate movies. Critics are known for being harsh, but they just don't like movies (laughs) he hated the comic relief and said it made it harder to appreciate the intermittent seriousness of the movie and to me that's the whole problem like if you're if you're sitting down to watch this movie and expecting some serious scenes you are in the wrong headspace this is a fun blockbuster action movie do not take a thing serious. Like, I don't think that those are false points and whatever, whatever, like maybe they wrote these when people were being fucking film snobs about blockbuster movies. And people still are. Like it happens with any movie that's directed at a mass media market. It's going to fucking happen. It's just the, that they felt the need to all make the same points. So like these were probably written around the time the movie came out. They probably seemed more original with their critiques back then. At this time, those critiques are just not good enough anymore. Like that is not enough of an analysis of why this movie is bad. Well, I feel like when your take is like, well, I was expecting a serious movie to a blockbuster film. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm not I'm not going to take you I'm not going to take you seriously. You are expecting a whole different film. Mm -hmm. than what is being presented to you. And so you're going to have the wrong take either way Mm -hmm. because you have the wrong mindset. (laughs) Sorry. You don't know how to have fun. This one's more positive. This one's written by Almer Haffeldison. He uh, wrote for the BBC 2001 
Amr notes how Universal Universal first made the mummy back in 1932 with like Boris Karloff, very iconic. 67 67 years later, this is like 1999 era. Mm-hmm. They remade it with an old-fashioned, you know, old-fashioned scares and big upgrade with CGI and stuff like that. He says there's parts where the CGI is like pretty good like with the sandstorm and stuff. Like with the, there's like a landscape view of the city is like that's probably not going to age well yeah and he's right the cgi the cgi in the movie is not the best for our time back then it was pretty good everyone says like everyone back in 1999 1999 was like hey this is really good and like of course it ages yeah i've watched i've i've watched plenty of movies from that era where like cgi was like first kind of a thing like and it looks bad now just to like go back to the other critics for a second if they were to look at this movie as an homage to 1930s like action adventure monster movies mm-hmm I think it would have been much more enjoyable and it would seem a lot less empty. It's paying homage to something. It's not just being cheesy for the sake of appealing to a mass audience. It's cheesy because that's how the 1930s one kind of was. It was like all this like stereotypical tropey stuff. Like there's a lot more thought behind it than it was given credit for. I do. I agree. Amr says it's all done with plenty of action, set pieces, some decidedly creepy thrills, and a hearty slice of cheesy humor that often hits the mark due to the energy and timing of the cast, which is like his like final note. I think I think it's exactly how it was meant to be. Last one, this was this one's done by Bob Graham from the Chronicle, senior writer. Uh, Bob writes that the comic horror is emphasized. It, it emphasizes the comic in it, you know. Yeah, the comedic horror kind of approach to it that's how monster movies were that's what horror was back then right yeah exactly and people wanted to label this movie as a horror film really really badly and and there's a lot of people going like it's not (laughs) it's really not it's an action it's adventure yes does it have some creepy stuff in it of course but it's not a horror movie and it's just not these days it's not it would not pass as something that could be described as a horror movie but if it were made in the 1930s 40s Definitely. Oh, yeah, I would. <laughs> I can't really imagine. He notes that Brendan Fraser is in his element in this movie and says that he has the flair and know how to pull it off. He does such a good job. He was really like, at this era in his career, was really like, there was so much promise for his career. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He says it's hokey, but that just means it's big time fun. And that's his quote, big time fun. And it is. It's big time fun. That's the best way to look at it. Best way to look at it. He credits that the Beatles are the creepiest thing, you know, besides the gruesome mummy, which like gets kind of gross. But it's a pretty scary band. It's, it, it gets pretty crazy. Like the mummy gets like pretty gross looking. Did you hear what I said? What did she say? <laughs> I said it's a pretty scary band. <laughs> they are. Have you heard their shit that they've done? <laughs> George? John? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Ringo? <laughs> Oh, he hasn't done anything, or at least that I heard of. He hasn't. I heard he's a pretty decent guy. That I know of. I know. There's no reason. There's yeah. no reason. They're just, it's just, just a little dorky bully. guy. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> but go on, sorry. <laughs> uh, he loves the bit where the mummy's, uh, the mummy's hand reaches out of the sand because it's like a homage to like the Boris Karloff movie. Yeah. And he says like, uh, it's like seeing an old friend, which I love, which is like, you know, this is like someone who understands what the movie is and also understands like there is homage to it and it's just fun. It's just fun. It recontextualizes the movie when you think about it with that. Oh yeah, definitely. I totally agree. So that was the last of my critic reviews. Now I have audience ones. So I'm going to get through the IMD 
db ones first so this one i'm gonna start with a 10 out of 10 one watching this in 2020 i feel the same emotions and the thrill greatest movie ever haters say otherwise i was eight years old when i watched this movie it was voiced in my regional language i will never forget the experience of watching the wholesome adventures i still keep watching it the nostalgia factor is pretty high 2020 and i don't feel any different than how i felt when i was eight oh yeah so like i'm like in the same way i was very nostalgic for this movie this one says this is written june 2nd 1999 and a lot of these reviews from at least i am db are from 1999 it was like pretty hard to find recent ones imdb at least existed as a website back then yeah exactly so it's pretty pretty interesting this one is a 1 out of 10, as bad as it gets. I am frustrated. Frustrated that more movies like this will come out of Hollywood and reap in tons of money. Dude, wait till Twilight comes in. I know you're going to hate it. <laughs> I know. If you hate this movie, you're going to hate Twilight, and I'm going to hate you. <laughs> it makes me sad. The basic answer on a negative critique on The Mummy seems to be, hey, what did you expect? It's a fun movie. And he goes, it's not. I'm like, but it is. Like, you just said it. Why wouldn't you just go? It's a fun movie. Anyway. Mm-hmm. It's bad filmmaking at its worst. It's not entertaining. And I was looking for shallow entertainment. It's not funny. The jokes are lame. The scenes that should have been serious are jokes, too. Three days before I've seen The Mummy, I started reading William Goldman's Adventures in Screen Trade. And I think it gives a really good overview of the inner workings of the American film industry. However, The Mummy told me more about Hollywood filmmaking and the power of marketing and the average moviegoer than this wonderful book. And it makes me sad. A couple things. Mm -hmm. We both went to film school. Yep. Both of us. And we Mm -hmm. both took horror film related classes. Mm -hmm. My class went in like chronological order order with all the movies we went over those classes make you appreciate the cheesy aspects of especially old horror movies taking film classes like that where it's like the history of it and like how the film industry has evolved over time and shit taking classes like that has made me have more appreciation for blockbuster type movies because as much as some of them are you know shallow and like cheesy sometimes there's still a basis for what they're doing. They are what they are, and people expect that, you know? So to shit on them is, like, just, like, um, redundant, you know? If a movie entertains you, it did its job. Literally. And that's about it. <laughs> Here's another one out of ten. It's just titled... <clears throat> this was written in 2002. It's titled Crap, Crap, Crap. What a shame. This movie was one of the worst I have seen in my whole life. Comedy? They just spoiled the mummy legend with silly jokes instead of an atmosphere of mystery they sh- that they should have given to the film. Well, you should have directed it then, if that's what you wanted. Have you watched the 1930s mummy before? <laughs> yeah, were you were you scared by that it one? It was so serious. They never cracked, they never did anything that was found it funny was now. It was never not serious in that one. In 1932, are you kidding me? You ever heard of a little film called Cat People that's from the 50s? <laughs> oh my god. That's, actually, that's a really good one. I do love that movie. It's good, but if they made it now, it'd be silly. It's it's silly watching it now. It's amazing. Yes. It's awesome. Yes. It's awesome. Uh, so starting with the letterbox ones, I have one that says he gave this, or this person gave three stars. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that the mummy's number one superpower is the ability to make the, his lower jaw like two feet long. Mm-hmm. And I like this one because it's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. That is an interesting superpower. Mm-hmm. Why? 
She used an F word. Um, what is an F word? It makes me think of like a cartoon mummy when it's like he's just gonna eat somebody in one he's bite. Just you know? swallow them. Yeah. Oh. I didn't make that sound. It was dirty, but anyway. <laughs> oh. Well, there you go. It's Letterbox. <laughs> <laughs> This next one has too much energy for me to like, <laughs> but I included it. It's five stars, and it's all in caps, and it just says, it's good. <laughs> and I, I was like, all? okay. That's really That's all it. That's all they said. And I just felt really uncomfortable when I read that. Not that it, it, it's just, <laughs> it's just too much. It's too much for that, for that all for them to say. That's it. That's the only thing they said. Straight to the point. Five stars. I made a huge mistake, and now this is my toddler's new favorite movie. <laughs> I love that because that was literally my sister. <laughs> that would happen with my that would happen with my nephews for sure. Mm. Oh yeah, uh, three stars. It's stupid, and then in italics, but fun. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Four stars. This is my childhood. How dare Tom Cruise try to ruin it? Thank you. <laughs> also correct. Also correct. That is also mm-hmm. the right answer. Yes. <laughs> this one's funny. Uh, three stars. Morbius, the living vampire, would deal with the <laughs> with the mummy loser in no time. Morbius drinking a 40 in a death basket. <laughs> That's the only thing I can think of. I really <laughs> do want to see Morbius just to see how bad it is because I hear it's awful. I feel like Noah's going to make me see it. I, it's one of those movies where I think it's going to be so bad it's funny. It's Jared Leto. It's, that's the thing. It's Jared Leto as a vampire. It can't be that good. But I think it it can't be a waste of time. It's going to be, I think it's going to be bad fun. Not like this movie. This movie's fun fun. Morbius, I feel like it's going to be like, it's so bad, but I'm laughing because it's so bad. I, yeah. All right, next one. <laughs> this one's funny. Three stars. No one. You know, Simon. My friends and I audibly barking every time Brendan Fraser was on screen. <laughs> there was a tick. Okay, the thing I thought of every time I saw him, there was a TikTok sound, and you would use it every time. I'm like, you know, a man was being hot or something, or like a somebody was being hot. It was just like a bunch of cats meowing. <laughs> <laughs> Meow. <laughs> but like actual, just actual a chorus, <laughs> a chorus of cats meowing, and it was just, you know, it was for um for simping. Yep. There you go. There were so many, like, there were so many comments about what he looked like and, like, how much people loved how he looked in this movie. And, you know, I had to dwindle it down. We agree. We don't need to be convinced. (laughs) Yeah. No, I don't need to prove the point. You know, Mm. it's there. The evidence is there. This one's five stars. This just proves the point again. Mm -hmm. Why is everyone, why is everyone in this movie so fucking hot? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, everyone's good looking. The lady's hot. The lady's hot. The brother's hot. The mummy's hot. Uh, this one's three and a half stars. Brendan Fraser's abs shines through this role. <laughs> I wish he got more roles today. He's phenomenal in Doom Patrol as well. CGI was not bad for a movie that came out in the 90s. Some lines came off as super cheesy, but I gave it a pass because the movie is over 20 years old. Ugh, Thorpe, I don't want to hear that it's over 20 years old. <laughs> I hate that too. I mean... Yeah, it is, but don't say it. it don't makes say me it. Feel, it makes me feel weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Evelyn and her brother fucking suck, and when the mummy just sucked the life out of them so badly. Overall, not a bad movie. Also, I had no idea this movie took place in the twenties as a kid. Me neither. I, I just didn't pick up on the fact. I probably didn't either. 
I want to be the person that says like, oh, I follow along with the story, but like I was, I, I was a dummy as a kid, so probably not. When I started watching it, I didn't realize it was in the twenties until like the the dude that uh, Evelyn worked for popped up, and I was like, oh, he's dressed weird too. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like they're all just dressed kind of different, but like you know, it's just the costume design of the movie. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, it's just a choice. Yeah, it's fine. I just probably didn't even think about it. I was just like, okay. This next one is four stars. If I, all right, I love this one. If I had seen this movie around the time it was released, I would have realized I was bisexual a lot sooner. <laughs> Which, you know, there you yeah, go. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. This one, this one's wrong, but like, I get it, you know? And like wrong, like factually. I love it when men are blonde and have muscles and waist and shoulders and necks and faces and hair and are Brendan Fraser. He's, he has dark hair. He's not blonde. It's light brown, but like, it's still brown. It's still brown. It's not blonde. And that kind of threw me off. But I just love how they list body parts that human beings have. And it's like. But they said and when Brendan Fraser has them, though. So, I mean, yeah. I, I, I understand their point. It's just weird. It's just <laughs> it's, it's just weird. It just how it's worded. Four stars. They really don't make movies like they used to. Uh, three stars. Brendan Fraser would have killed in the MCU. And this is the one I was waiting for. Because my question to you is, who would he have played if he was cast in the MCU universe? He could be anyone. In the state he was in, in like the big, like the 90s, mm-hmm. 2000s? Uh-huh. Um, I have mine. I could see him if he does. I, I don't know how good he is at accents. Like, maybe Thor. I could see that. I, th- I could see him as Thor. I could see him as a more, like, comical superhero. I don't think I would like him as Captain America. I thought about that. And I was like, I don't think... A little too serious to be him. It's a little too serious. I thought, had he been, like, what, who he was, like, in The Mummy, mm-hmm. he would have made a great Star-Lord from Guardians of the Galaxy. I think he would have been a fantastic Star-Lord, actually. And we wouldn't have to worry about... What's his dick? The other dude. <laughs> Not to be mentioned on here. <laughs> yes, I can't, I just literally can't think of his last name right now. I thought of the Hulk. I think he would be a good Hulk too, mm-hmm. but I think he would shine as either Star-Lord or Thor. Mm-hmm. I agree. I totally agree. Because he plays that himbo role pretty good too. Y- yes. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, if, you know, how he was in The Mummy, like, it just plays the same as Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, I just know he could, I know he would be great at it. Yeah. Just a few, uh, two more, actually. Four star one, it goes, I want to be hot and go on adventures. Mm-hmm. Same. <laughs> and then last, going at four stars, Brenda Fraser, king of sexy, sexy himbos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's a real life cronk. He, he is, though. <laughs> and not to say that he is. He's not, he's not dumb. I think, like, this movie, like, how I feel about this movie is pretty straightforward. You know, I didn't really know much about the fact that it was, like, an homage to the original 1930s mummy, but that makes it a little a little more. Um, it makes it a little cooler in my mind, actually. And like the that one person said, there's just so many hot people in this movie. There are, yeah, mm-hmm. it's amazing. I agree with everything you said. I have nothing to add other than that. I let's see, uh, three out of five. You're doing three out of five. Four out of five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing a five out of five. Well. You know what? Actually, 4 out of 5. I'm going to agree with you. Because 5 out of 5, that's pretty high. I love this movie. It's nostalgic. I love it. We love Brendan Fraser. This is a 4 out of 5 movie. Love it. Yeah. Honestly. Do you think we should change it to, like, out of 10? Does that give us more air- space to It does do give it us more no? space. I'm going to do... 
7 out of 10. 7 out of 10. I'm going to do 8 out of 10. Because okay. I feel more comfortable with that. Yeah, we're officially switching our ratings to 10 out of 10. <laughs> you, hear, you heard it here first. <laughs> the rating system has changed. It's now out of 10. Do you have any other any other things to add before we move on? I mean, before before we wrap it up? Nope. I um I said everything I needed to. Me too. You know, if you've never seen The Mummy and it's not nostalgic to you, you might come into it thinking, this is going to be cheesy. This is going to be like hokey and tropey. But just keep in mind, you don't have to critique movies. You don't have to tear them apart. Sometimes you can just enjoy them mm-hmm. and let them entertain you. Also, if you're curious, I encourage you to look into Brendan Fraser's career and how things went and go support him online because he has real a lot of people rallied around him last year and like it makes I've seen clips of him like talking about how people have like rallied around him and how he's found out how many people actually support him coming back and like mm-hmm. having a resurgence of his career and it's very sweet he just seems like a very sweet guy go send him love go get obsessed with him because he's yeah. adorable and sweet. He's been wearing a cowboy hat recently, and I love it. Yeah, he was he was a quirky little cowboy hat in his interviews. It's so cute. He's a sweet dude. He goes to like comic cons and stuff, and like actually interacts with fans quite a bit. Yeah, he's he's very grateful for his fans. He loves them. I'm my okay bucket list. I need to meet Brendan Fraser, and I need a picture with him. Yes, and give him a hug. Yes, if he wants one, I'm not going to force him to hug me. <laughs> but anyway, you know, watch the mummy. Uh, let us know what you think. You can talk to us on our social medias. You can message us on Instagram at Easy Big Takes. You can find clips of our podcast being posted on TikTok at Easy Big Takes as well. And thank you so much for listening. This has been Easy Big Takes the podcast. I'm Kat. And I'm Riley. Easy watching out there. Bye. <laughs>